This week on Keystone Conversations, how are we to view God's sovereignty, especially in the midst of suffering? And welcome to Keystone Conversations. I'm Randy Woodbury, elder here at Keystone Church, and our special guest this week, the lead pastor at Story Hill Church, part of the Salt Network, Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Good morning, sir. Yeah, good morning. Rock, chalk, Jayhawk. There you go. See, when I hear, and you have one of the best uh, bumper kind of advertisements for your church, but all I can think there, especially since we talk about suffering today, is how in the world does someone who grew up in SEC country have yes. to, one, root for Kansas football, and two, have to be part of Big 12. That's right. I mean, that's suffering right there. It is. When we, when we left the SEC, it just became okay. <laughs> because it's not like I am going to Louisiana and putting on, you know, Tiger. That would be course. truly bad. That would, it would be LSU or... So as long as you're Alabama, out of conference. I'm telling you, it just helps. You know, we view a missionary's life as going to like the jungles of Brazil. True missionary life is leaving the SEC to go to a sub-conference. <laughs> I love that uh, so as we get to your uh, themes this morning, uh, we were in Acts 12. Uh, the first thing we always ask uh, the guests on the show is... Anything you want to clarify or has come to your heart since we just finished their service here uh, that you'd like to talk to people about? Absolutely. Uh, talking about suffering, I want to make it clear that sometimes we go through suffering that is a result of our own sin. Mm. And uh, so suffering, <clears throat> while it is kind of a blanket term, it could be separated into a couple of different categories. You know, that I kind of expressed in the sermon that there are, sometimes there's internal suffering and external suffering that happens to us, but sometimes, to even add another category, we make decisions in our life that results in pain and hurt. And, you know, if I leave this place today and decide to go have an affair with my on my wife with, with some mm-hmm. other person... And there will be consequences, and I will suffer from that. Right. And we need to make sure uh, that in this context of Acts 12, that these men, James and Peter, they are walking with Christ. And mm-hmm. because of walking with Christ, they experienced the suffering that life brings of living you know, as a Christian in a world that opposes Christianity. Right. And so um, that doesn't negate... And we make mistakes sometimes, and that causes some suffering, and we just have to own up to that. Right. So that's the only clarity I'd like to bring. That's a very helpful clarification as, you know, when we focus at different passages, you know, this isn't necessarily exhaustive in what we could go with it. And suffering is such a broad point. It is. Now, as you look at your key theme uh, from the sermon, you point out that God's sovereignty is in the life of a spirit-led Christian, and that was clearly seen in this passage here. Which made me actually think of your own story. I don't know if, if everyone's familiar with uh, your own story of kind of where you came from, where you're going, where you thought you were going, yes. where you ended up. And I thought that's a great example of how God's sovereignty in your own life has kind of played out in a very, just on the geographic side, in a it very is, clear way. Yeah. So spent over 10 years working with teenagers in Arkansas, born and raised in Arkansas my whole life. And... Um, Served in different local churches in college, and God kind of ushered me into uh, becoming a youth pastor. And I got my undergrad in biblical studies, and always felt a 
desire to work with uh, teenagers because I needed such a lot of help when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Man, I was just excited to <clears throat> kind of pay that forward with the gospel. And uh, through that process, became aware that there's such an incredible need for working with college students that so often the local church just kind of forgets about the college student, right. especially in certain areas of the South where youth ministry is celebrated and mm-hmm. college ministry is often not even thought of. And so in that process, I started to give myself over to working with college students. Our church was less than a mile from a local university. Oh, wow. And God just exploded our college ministry. And I was desperate to learn more. And so I was asking anybody and everybody, hey, who can I call, <laughs> who can I talk to that has done this before me, that has paved the way that I can learn from? My friend calls it the dumb tax. <laughs> like, What dumb tax has been paid out there that right. I don't have to pay that I can learn from? Good thought. And so through that process, <clears throat> I met Mark Vance at Cornerstone Ames at Salt Company. And through that, uh, Troy Nesbitt, founding pastor of Cornerstone, reached out to me and uh, which I love that we're doing this podcast from Keystone Inc. Mm. Because at the very beginning, uh, my wife and I prayed through coming here mm-hmm. as the lead pastor of Keystone Inc. And after praying through it, we just did not have peace about it. I loved the people, fell in love with all of it. But the answer wasn't yes to that. And right. it's because Brent Mentor was the yes. Right? Mm. And <laughs> I hope you hear that plug, Brent. Um, yeah, and so in that whole journey, it became uh, brought to us like that the SALT network was forming. And we had an opportunity to transition uh, from Arkansas up to here in Ames for a two-year period. And in that process, I know this is a long story, but... In that process, God brought us uh, the attention of Florida to Mm -hmm. our heart and mind with, there's over a million college students in the state of Florida. And frankly, that's not an abnormal reaction if you go from Arkansas to Iowa (laughs) to want to go back to (laughs) something that actually has a decent winter. Yeah, so we felt that God was calling us to go to Gainesville, University Mm -hmm. of Florida, and become Gators uh, and start a work there like Salt Company cornerstone keystone stuff like that um as that process unfolded i will man i'll never forget i was at the fall retreat for salt company ames and jake each the pastor at cedar rapids veritas mm-hmm. was teaching and he was teaching on the rich young ruler and he simply asked a question what are you not willing to give up mm. if jesus was to ask and i felt so convicted that i think I had made an idol out of Florida. Oh, interesting. And I brought my confession to our staff and that night to our salt company staff and just said, guys, I got to confess this. Like, I feel like I've made an idol out of the entire journey of Florida. Like what if God would call us there? Mm-hmm. And so I just want to confess that and uh, be healthy in that. Two days later, uh, Troy approached me and said, Aaron, I now have learned that if you are going to plant a church in Florida, uh, it might have to mean that you leave the salt network mm-hmm. because of their vision to reach the Midwest. Right. And we had not explored that yet. And um, just the distance would make things difficult over time. Mm-hmm. And 
So we prayed and prayed and prayed, and it was very clear to us that the relationships were more important. And so the vision didn't change, just the location was now starting to change. And so my wife and I just started asking God, where would you send us? Because we're still compelled and ready to give up our lives for this. Mm -hmm. We started taking vision trips to different universities, went to Lawrence, Kansas, and fell in love. Oh, that's amazing. And what is ironic, we were willing to go 20 plus hours away from family, and now we're only three hours away from our family back in Arkansas. Oh, really? Selfishly, like we get an added benefit of being close to our nieces, Mm -hmm. you know, grandparents and all that kind of stuff. Um, And Lawrence is just such an amazing city and we're excited to give up our lives there. So Arkansas, Iowa, kind of Florida, Kansas, like God's sovereign. He's, it's just been a joy to walk through. Well, it's a great point in terms of his sovereignty, but also as we've learned a lot in our series of acts, the spirit led Christian, you know, I think about your own story there, the Holy Spirit working through you personally to maybe point out different blind spots maybe you're having or maybe mm-hmm. uh, things you're putting on a pedestal. The Holy Spirit working through the network, through Troy, yep. your team to kind of say, okay, this is where we're going next. It's, an am- it's amazing to see that if we try to plot it out ourselves, even if we're really smart, oh, we, yeah. we can't get the same as the, the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. No, and he gives us, it seems like God just continues to give you what you need at that right time. Mm-hmm. And if here's what's really cool, side conversation. Mm-hmm. In the process of us wanting to go to Florida or feeling called, we built relationships with people in Florida. And they, lead pastors from Florida, came to Ames to have future conversations about going there. And in that process, these amazing, gifted leaders in Florida uh, felt the uh, urgency of what we were proposing to them. Mm -hmm. And they looked at us and said, guys, if you want to come to Florida, we got you. Come on, let's do this. But if you don't come, we now see clearly that it's our responsibility as Floridians to do this. That's amazing. Like UF should be taken care of by us. We're right down the road from them. So God just did some incredible things through that process to even ignite things in their own local area down there. Um, That's amazing. So what a great sovereignty in in that, in what you thought maybe was a closed door is still being used for, for his glory and how that works. As we switch over to some of the the focus this morning on suffering, um, two of your main points was that suffering looks a lot different for each person. I think that's, we we went through, um, if you've ever had to go through suffering, it is, I I call it like a snowflake. There is no one path. There's not no one level. Everything's different. Everything has a different process Mm -hmm. and path. But you also point out that life hurts, you know, and they are real, but, and then God is in control and the truth shapes our response. And this kind of definitely spoke to me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, as you may know, and definitely people at Kiso know, last summer when my son went through a, a near-fatal um, uh, syndrome yes. uh, while we were still in London, and you know the prayers of God's people won. In fact, just this morning, because of your message, people that had been praying for Colin came up to me oh, wow. and just you know said, we didn't really even know you yet. Mm-hmm. And now we know him very well. And we were praying for you, and it just made me weep in terms of the power of prayer. But then when you got to the point that, you know, especially in this passage, James is killed, but Peter is saved, that the result is different. It may be different what we want. And I even struggled with that myself personally, that, you know, my son was saved from this. 
uh, others who we've prayed just as fervently for, yes. even within our own context, mm-hmm. weren't. And frankly, I felt really bad about that. I felt really guilty. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a good reminder for me to step back and say, yeah, maybe in my own mind I can't reconcile that, but I serve a powerful and sovereign God who is who, who sees things I can't yes. and who is positioning things I can't, and I just need to trust him as my father uh, to, to cover that. So I thought... Um, how do you, any thoughts on that and that the results can be so varied. How do we minister to each other in those differing results? Yeah. So I was having a conversation with one of our network pastors. And so I, I will totally credit this to Paul Sabino over at <clears throat> Candeo. We do not pay royalties, so I will not cut a check to Paul. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we were chatting about life and church planning. And he said something, he put words to something that I needed to have words to, and it's helped shape some of my past experiences. He simply said, Aaron, you don't get to choose the thing that takes you to your knees. Mm. And so what he meant by that was there are some things in life that happen to us that we deal with and we're fine. And even we can look at other people's suffering mm-hmm. and say, oh man, well, I mean, I'd, it'd be hard, but you know, we just walk through that. Right. You know, but then we, the thing that truly takes us to our knees, like we don't get to choose what that is. Mm -hmm. And often I have found in my suffering, not only 34 years old, there's so much more life that hopefully will be lived. Right. Unless Jesus comes back. Um, so I don't know what suffering's in front of me, but the suffering I have experienced Um, I have often found myself wishing, and so I I confess this, that I had someone else's suffering because Mm -hmm. I think I could deal with it easier or better. And the suffering that God has allowed me to go through has been the the exact thing that I needed to go through for my ultimate trust in who he is Mm -hmm. as my God King. Um, Yeah. I think it's in Second Peter. Just you know, Satan is prowling around like a, a lion. Right. And uh, I had a close friend of mine say, "Yeah, he's prowling around, but he's a lion on a leash." Mm. And so, what Satan does to destroy God's sovereign hand is over that, and he uses that for our good and and for the gospel and our sanctification and. It's funny the dichotomy there is that sometimes you take it at both ends, the positive and negative. The positive side, we see someone's with blessings. We see someone with whatever we think is that thing. If I just had their Mm -hmm. situation, life, economics, position, geography, I would be so much better. And that same lie, Mm -hmm. we can apply to the other side. Well, I could, if I just had that suffering, I know I could. Well, at the end of the day, it isn't my strength. Right. And so, sure, I'm going to go to my strength. It's through his strength. And so he's going to put that situation that truly made me rely on him. I remember sitting there. I could not do a thing. I didn't even know what these doctors were saying. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what I could do. I'm a numbers guy, right? And so I was trying to look at all the stats and all the charts and all the monitors, and I couldn't make it do anything. Mm-hmm. I just had to be on my knees before God. And whatever that wow. situation is for you, it could be entirely different. But like you said, and it's a great point, it's the thing we need to bring us to our knees. Yep. That's great. Well, as we finish up today, the, the two courses of actions you had for us, God is in control. We can trust him. That's a great 
truth that we can lay on and be joyfully content uh, no matter the results. So I believe we just leave you with that this week. And thank you so much, sir, for your wonderful bringing of the truth. We wish you God's blessing as you start Story Hill. Uh, First, congrats on the house, and then this fall as well. Uh, But if you want to continue the conversation with us, please contact us at keystonelife.com. If you'd like to know more about Story Hill Church, go to storyhillchurch.com. And until next week, go in grace and peace.